All right, people, for all of you who are experiencing someone in your world who's going through a really tough time and you're telling yourself, it's so selfish for me to feel good while she's in so much pain. It's so selfish for me to want to feel good about myself when he's going through this. This message is for you. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. It's your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and this is the podcast where we put happiness first. I help high-achieving, deeply passionate healthcare professionals like you rediscover their happiness and their freedom. Join me in conversations with experts to uncover our unique definition of happiness and answer the question, is there really such a thing as work-life balance? (laughs) If you've heard yourself saying, you know, I'll be happy when, well, my friend, the time is now. Time to step out of the busyness of your life and time to step into the business of happiness. Hello, welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be a great day. It is. It's going to be a great day. Even if someone you know and love is going through a really rough time right now. Today, I'm going to tell you why we need you to be selfish with how you feel. That's it. They need you to be selfish with how you feel. The people in your world, your patients, your clients, your brothers and sisters, your parents, your children, the entire community needs you to be selfish with how you feel. You know, I've talked about my brother openly and often on this podcast. And for those of you who are joining the Business of Happiness podcast, and this is your first episode, welcome. (laughs) You're going to love it. And once you're here, you never leave because this is the opportunity for you to be able to find new perspective in medicine and dentistry. And I'm honored to have you here. So thank you. I do not take it lightly that you share your time with me. And today's going to be a great day. Because I want to remind you of how important it is to prioritize the way you feel on a daily basis. In fact, I believe so deeply that this is actually a responsibility that we have as healthcare providers, as leaders, as parents, as dreamers of big dreams. As entrepreneurs, it's actually a responsibility that we have because it should not be anybody else's responsibility to make you feel good. And once you can let go of that, man, the world changes. So as I was mentioning, I've spoken openly about my brother. And for those of you who are new to the show, my brother passed away in 2016 and he took his life in 2016. And the learning that I have been so honored with 
from Douglas's life, from Douglas's passing, since Douglas's passing. I feel so grateful and honored to have experienced these emotions and these lessons. And I know that sounds absolutely insane to several people for me to, he to hear me say that. And if I had heard me say that six years ago, I think I would have <laughs> left the room. <laughs> but I want to share with you a component that I was remembering this morning as I was thinking about the message I wanted to share with you today. And I was remembering the years before his passing when things were really rough. And we were in a lot of denial about the seriousness of the situation for Douglas. He was heavily drinking. There was a lot of uh, drug and alcohol abuse in his life. And he was evidencing a lot of examples of depression that really we were missing. We were, he was a very positive, happy person who made you feel like the world was right whenever you were around him, but really deeply hurting on the inside. And we were missing these moments. And I remember during these times, these years before Douglas's passing, things started to get worse and worse in his life. And we started to see more and more of the anxiety and the fear. And really in his life, things started to fall apart. And I remember thinking to myself, who am I? to feel happy, abundant, lucky, wealthy, gifted, special, significant, when my incredible brother is feeling so bad. Who am I? How can I possibly focus on feeling good about myself when I know he's feeling so bad about himself? And it's so fascinating because on the one hand, that logic makes zero sense, makes absolutely no sense because it doesn't matter how I'm feeling in the moment relative to him because we each have our own autonomy, our own lives, our own journey in this growth process and we each have our own paths and really it's independent of one another and yet I remember this thought process of who am I? I can't feel good today because I know he's feeling so bad. And I want you to just hear if you've ever voiced those words. Oh, she's going through so much right now. I really can't hear Taryn say today's going to be a great day. Today's not going to be a great day. She's really suffering. And I can't possibly, possibly wrap my head around this being a great day when she's in so much pain. It's almost like we tell ourselves that if I feel bad enough, they will feel better. Crazy, right? That doesn't make any sense. And yet that's the story that our minds feed us. If I feel bad enough about the situation, it will make their situation a little bit better? Is that even possible? Not at all. And here's why it's so important to even in those moments, despite those moments of people in pain around you, people you love who are 
suffering or experiencing a really difficult time right now, why it's even more critical in those moments for us to choose to be selfish with how we feel. And I'm using that word selfish on purpose because that's the word that sneaks up every time that denies us from stretching ourselves and reaching for happiness. And once again, disclaimer, I am not talking about feeling happy feelings all the time. I'm not talking about toxic positivity and bypassing the difficult emotions. No, I want you to feel your full range of emotions. I want you to feel angry. Work through that anger, slam some medicine balls, go to a rage room, express that anger in a safe place. Be angry at the situation. Damn it. Some of these situations are so unfair. No one asks for cancer. No one asks for depression. No one asks for life to be hard. So of course, I get angry about those things. And I feel really sad and I allow myself to cry really. So happiness isn't about not feeling the full range of emotions, but the critical importance comes when we pay attention to how we feel on a daily basis and asking for, demanding in fact, from our environment, from ourselves, that we reach for feeling good. Whether that means giving ourselves a break, a physical break, a rest, a space and time to not be actioning or doing all the time. Whether it means literally taking a bath in the middle of the day, God forbid. Whether it means canceling some appointments and disappointing some people around you. Whether it means giving yourself an opportunity for new perspective and not being angry about everything all the time, but really giving yourself an opportunity for gratitude. Each of these practices are ways that we reach for feeling better about ourselves. It's actually something I teach in Radical Happiness because it also requires regulating our stressed out nervous system. Meaning when we're living in a life of sympathetic nervous system storm, constantly stressed out, and I was there too, where cortisol was my middle name for decades of my life, there was no way to feel calm and happy. It wasn't possible. My body didn't know how. So reaching for happiness means cultivating those skills and those practices to calm your body down. All of those are important. And what I'm addressing here today is that sneaky little judgment that steps in and says, it's too selfish to take care of yourself. And I'm here today to tell you, we need you to. In fact, that young man who's suffering, that woman who you know who's hurting, it's actually to their benefit when you take care of yourself, when you pay attention to what you need and you get it, you demand it and you receive it because you cannot be there in the same way for those beautiful people in your life until you do. That's simply it. It's actually required of you. Those people who are hurting need you to 
take care of yourself so that you can show up beautifully. I had a beautiful client who I was working with the other day and she said to me, you know, I, she's been having some challenges with her husband and she said, you know, here was a moment, he was reaching out to me, he was actually trying to make that connection and I just, I couldn't, I was exhausted, I was pissed off, I was frustrated from the day and I literally didn't want to even acknowledge that bid. And in that moment she realized, oh wow, here I am trying to save this marriage. Here I am trying to save this relationship, but I'm not taking care of myself so that I can be available for the beauty of it when it's there. And that exactly right there is a beautiful demonstration of why it's so critically important that we take care of ourselves, that we are selfish with the way we feel. Because when those people need us, we need to be at our very best, not at our lowest, not at our most frustrated, depleted. I think, especially in medicine and dentistry, we tell ourselves, I need to just do more. This person's hurting, so what do I need to do? And we start getting into action mode. But here's the fascinating thing about action. Action is beautiful. Trust me, I am an entrepreneur who runs multiple businesses. I love creating new things. Action is a beautiful thing, but there's a time and a place for it. And the time and place is when you're fully fueled and you've taken care of yourself because then the action becomes effortless. It becomes purposeful. It becomes intentional. It becomes aligned with your values and aligned with your intention. Sometimes when we start just taking action without first checking in with ourselves, with our energetic situation, with how we feel, the action turns out messy. That's when we make mistakes. That's when we take, take action on things that are not really aligned with who we are. That's when we say things we feel bad about afterwards. It's when things get messy. Taking care of how you feel becomes the most critical component. And what's so interesting is I think we equate it to things, material things. You know, if I have 10 cookies and I ate three cookies, there's only seven left. If I have seven cookies and I eat three more, there are only four left. So what we tell ourselves is, if I feel good about myself, then there's not going to be enough good feeling to go around. But that's not how energy works. It's actually the opposite. The more we cultivate feeling good, the more we prioritize the way we feel, the more it actually expands and grows. When I pay attention to how I feel, the people around me benefit, not just because I show up differently, but it literally empowers them to do the same. You know that saying that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with or the average of the mo five people you spend the most time with? Yes, because in those moments that you're spending time with them, you're energetically resonating with them. Meaning, have you ever been in a situation where there are just really angry people in the room 
and you find yourself getting kind of angry, or maybe you've had this experience with a patient. When a patient comes in and they're energetically angry, frustrated, short with their temper, you begin to notice yourself a little bit, oh, I'm getting a little bit restricted in my body. I'm feeling like my heart rate's raising a little bit. You start getting to be on the defensive. That's an energetic mirroring of one another. Now, remember that patient who's just so sweet and so calm and so present, and she looks you in the eye when she's speaking to you. And when you're with her, you just feel your body calming down. You feel your whole temperament just slowing down and you realize, oh, I can take a deep breath. You actually look forward to seeing her in the chair. That's an energetic mirroring. The thing about energy is it is compoundable and multipliable. In other words, when you feel a certain emotion, it rubs off on the people around you. And now you start to see that being selfish with the way you feel is actually what the world needs. It's actually what the people around you who are suffering need. We need you to take care of yourself. We need you to pay attention to how you feel. And when I say that, we realize the first step is awareness. And I think this is one of the most tricky things that we need to learn as healthcare providers. Because as very ambitious high-achieving men and women in medicine and dentistry, we have learned to live from the neck up. In psychology and in coaching, we call it neck-uppers, literally denying the emotions that are feeling in the rest of our bodies, denying the hormonal impact on our bodies, denying ourselves paying attention to our heart rate and our breathing and our blood pressure, denying ourselves feeling the tension in our shoulders and in our back, all of those are beautiful indicators of what's actually going on. They're symptoms of the energy, symptoms in our body of the energy that we bring. And when you're in that place, you cannot be in your highest service to the people around you. So not only is the energy impactful on the world around you, but it allows you to be in a state of power to access your intelligence and your compassion and your calm and your presence, which are all the components that people who are suffering in your world need you to access. It's the greatest gift that you can give to other people. So what I want you to imagine right now is, where have you been less than selfish with how you feel? Where have you been telling yourself stories that you're not worthy of feeling good right now because somebody else is hurting? Where have you been telling yourself stories that you're not capable of feeling good right now because somebody else is hurting? Once again, that's also a story. In fact, finding those practices and those skills is probably one of the most important things that you can do. And how can you access that? Where can you find the resources to help you feel good, 
to help you recognize how you feel so that you can feel the rest of your body, learn how to feel your emotions and not just hide and run away from them or work through them or push them down with all the busyness of your life. How can you be more selfish in your every day with how you feel? You know, I'm so grateful every time that I come on here with this podcast and share a message with you. And every time I do, I really pause to think about what it is that we as healthcare providers need to hear. And sometimes that message needs to be said over and over and over again. And I know you've heard that at the end of every podcast episode, I say, when you feel good, you can do good. I'm going to say that one more time. When you feel good, you can do good. Because I believe that every single one of us has been drawn to our healthcare professions from a place of wanting to do good, wanting to care and heal for others, heal others and heal for others. That has been something that is so important in our value system. Remember that. In order to care for others, we have to take responsibility for caring for ourselves. And that includes our mindset. It includes regulating our nervous system. It includes reaching for feeling good. It includes paying attention to the limiting beliefs that are lying underneath our resistance to taking care of ourselves. Listening to those stories and narratives that say, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. And really teasing them apart and understanding what's underneath that so that we can heal those wounds. This work is the most important work we'll ever do. So this week, October 16th, started the nine-week program of Radical Happiness Boost. We have a beautiful cohort of incredible women who are in medicine and dentistry and in serving health healthcare professions, taking care of the people in their world. And I'm just so honored to be guiding these incredible women in learning these practices. And if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I missed it, send me an email, let me know, and we'll see if we can get you in this incredible cohort. And if not, let's get you on the wait list for the next one, because this is the most important work that we can ever do in order to be there for the people in the world around us to be there for our brothers and sisters and our families and our patients and our teams. And as we close out this episode today, I want to remind you and give you permission to be selfish with how you feel, to give you that incentive, if you will, the incentive of feeling good. That when you wake up in the morning, you say, today is going to be a great day. Remind yourself that you deserve that great day, that actually reaching for that perspective that every day has the possibility to be a great day is so important in how you are able to show up for the world around you. And until next time, remember, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. 
When you prioritize your own happiness and healing, you can be better for everyone else. If this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with a colleague and elevate their day. And if you'd like more insight and support, join me in our private Facebook group, The Business of Happiness Hive. And until next time, remember, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye.